You are listening to The Winning Mind Podcast. I am Letitia D'Souza. I am a mindset coach and business strategist who has helped more than 1,200 people change their lives, their relationships, their businesses, and just win in life. There's a myriad of reasons why we're not winning in life. Most people don't really play to win. They play not to lose. And what winning really means is becoming a better version of yourself each and every day. We can do this together. Hey, it's Letitia. Of course, you know it's me. Thank you so much for joining. I really appreciate you all. Let me tell y'all something. I have, you know, I told y'all this will never get old. I have such deep appreciation. I really appreciate all of the feedback. Like people actually text me and send me their notes from the podcast. And when I see it in written form, I'm like, man, that was pretty epic. But the thing that I get the most is that when I see like this really resonated with this person and this resonated with this person who were all listening to the same podcast. So I think that's the beauty of when you put your gifts out into the world you never know what changes a person's life or what lands with the person. So I just feel really privileged and really honored to do this um, and, and to really be able to be in service to people that I don't talk to on a regular basis. And thank you so much for sharing it. I'm just super, super, super grateful. That being said, I feel amazing. I feel amazing. I feel so good. I feel so good. You know why? Because I asked myself, Letitia, what do you need? And I gave it to myself. So even though self-care is at the top of my list on a regular basis, sometimes you might need a little more. And it is really okay to stop whatever you're doing, wherever you are in your life, to give yourself what it is that you need. And so I've just been giving myself what it is that I need. And I feel so good. I feel so clear. And I feel so energetic. So that always prioritize your self-care. Y'all know I was telling y'all last week that I was excited about going to therapy. Well, my first therapy appointment was this week. I was so excited. It was a virtual appointment. I didn't necessarily have expectations in terms of what was going to come out of it, but I put on my new orange dress. I mean, my makeup was popping. I had my lashes on and I was like, okay, let's get into it. Well, I'm on the it wasn't Zoom. It was some other little virtual platform. And I'm waiting, 10.07, no therapist. So I called, no, 10.03, no therapist. I called the office. Um, Hi, excuse me. She's not here. They said, oh, she might be running a little bit behind. Give her till about 10.07 and call back. Okay, great. 10.07, no therapist. I call back. Um, She's still not here. Oh, oh, let me, hold on a second. Her nine o'clock ran behind, but she's about to join right now. This was at 10.07. So I said, okay. This lady gets on the, not Zoom, whatever the platform was, at 1018. And she's like, hi, sorry that I was, I'm, I'm running a little bit behind. A little bit behind. You, you damn near almost a half hour behind and a little bit. So I was sitting there and she said, so what did you want to start with? And I was saying, clearly, it must be patience because the way my patience is set up, this is the first thing that's surfacing. So that was my first appointment with her. And I'm happy to say it'll be the last one because I'm all about connection. When I don't connect with people, I'm just not going to waste precious time trying to find a connection. She was so busy trying to diagnose me and trying to find something wrong that she couldn't really hear me. So she's like, 
Do you feel sad? No. Do you feel depressed? No. Do you feel anxiety? No. Do you feel this? No. Well, why did you come? I said, well, it's in my paperwork that I really want to be healthier. I really want you know, healthier relationships, healthier boundaries, just a healthy way of being. And it's not because something is wrong or detrimental. So she spent so much time trying to search for an angle that I was like, okay, she's not it. So that was that was a, a first date and our last date. So I will keep y'all posted on that. But I was so excited. I, I still made the most out of that dress and went out and had a beautiful day. <clears throat> I think that's probably all the updates that I have. Y'all have recommendations for therapists. And she came recommended. I can't tell you that I'll choose your recommendations, but that that definitely does help. Now, here's the thing. What I want to ask y'all for real is, are y'all okay? Are y'all okay? Because I get on this podcast and I will tell y'all like all of my struggles and everything else. And do you know the thing that people request when I say, is there anything you want me to talk about? Because I'm open to feedback. The thing that people request me to talk about most is relationships. And I'm just like, God, I think you have a sense of humor because the thing that is probably the biggest challenge for me right now is the thing that people want to hear about the most and they want to hear about it from me. And I'm saying, I would love to wait until I have mastered this and then share with you the wisdom that I have once I've gotten on the other side of this. But it seems like I remember um, when I first started the podcast, I said, we can do this together. So I guess we're going to love and learn together. We're going to learn today. How about that? Here's the thing about love. I've really been studying a lot about love. I study a lot about it anyway, not like romantic love, not like that kind of thing. But I really am fascinated by love or by the concept of love because I feel like somewhere in here, this is not something that we get right. Because if if we got it right, there wouldn't be so many loveless relationships. There wouldn't be so many loveless relationships if we get this thing called love right. And then if you think about it, I don't know that a lot of us, love was actually modeled before us in our homes. We had caretakers and we had care modeled before us, but our parents and our caretakers, they could only model the the, the love or the idea of love that was modeled before them. So a lot of times we are perpetuating patterns of love or what we think is love, and it's just come from things that have been passed down to us. I'm the kind of person that I'm always, you know, searching within myself to say, no, this this just doesn't feel right or this just doesn't feel true. And so that takes me on a whole journey of study. I think just this week, I was reading, there's a book called A Return to Love by Marianne Williamson, and it's based on A Course in Miracles. What was the other book that I was reading? No, there's uh, Dr. Miles Monroe, who is no longer with us a great man of faith, a great man of wisdom. I was listening to a lot of his teachings about love, but then I was also looking in my own journal with the things that God had been speaking to me about love, and they felt so foreign to me because I didn't have a frame of reference for the things that God was telling me. So I'm going to tell y'all a little secret out of my journal. God, I wrote it down, and God said, Letitia, until you love like I love, without holding anything back, you will never be fulfilled. And I said, that makes no sense to me. Because, of course, God's ways are higher. God's thoughts are higher, but it made no sense to me because loving like that is almost like losing like losing sight of what's in it for me, losing sight of, well, what about what I do versus what the other person does, right? And that, has, that was just like a constant um, struggle for me. But I think the timing is so divine because as I started listening to Dr. Miles Monroe and reading A Return to Love, I was like, this is 
so aligned with the very thing that God spoke to me that I don't think that I was just ready to receive. So the basic premise is that when you love someone, that love has everything to do with you and nothing to do with them. It has nothing to do with them being lovable or worthy of your love, but your love exists in you. Work with me here. So when I was listening to Dr. Miles Monroe and reading these books, the premise is that love is a choice. Love is not a feeling. Love is a choice, and love is something that you do that has nothing to do with whether you feel like it or not. Love is a choice that is made by commitment and it's made by decision. So when we say, oh, I don't love this person anymore, you've chosen not to love a person anymore. But the basis of that was conditions. They didn't meet the conditions that met the requirements for your love. So most of us, what we know, myself included, is conditional love at best. So... In one of the books I was reading, it said, think about why you love your spouse or why you love your significant other or why you loved a past partner if you're single. Let's just think about this for all y'all that are booed up or married or whatever. Why do you love that person? Can you write down 10 reasons that you love this person? I'll wait. You might not have gotten to 10 yet, but when you have a chance, do that. If you could name the reasons why you love that person. The premise that Dr. Miles Monroe was teaching about is that then those are also conditions. So if you love this person because they're, you know, humorous or financially stable or because of their character or because of their nurturing or their affection or whatever, everybody has these little things on their list. But your reasons become conditions. And so in the absence of those conditions, so goes your love. Does that make sense? Every reason that you have for loving a person becomes a condition. And when those conditions are no longer met, then your reason for loving that person or persons no longer exists. Do you see how it's so easy for our feelings to fluctuate? Because the one thing that we can guarantee is that people are going to change. People are going to change. The person that was humorous today, well, five years later, they ain't funny no more. You know, people change, people evolve, people grow. The person that you start off with, they are not going to be that person five and 10 and 15 years later. So if your love is based on reasons, then my friends, your love is also based on conditions. But then here's what happened with conditions. Conditions lead to expectations. Whether those expectations are spoken or not spoken, if you have a reason that you love somebody, then you have conditions that they need to meet to keep your love, which is setting them up for expectations and ultimately failure because nobody is going to live up to somebody's expectations 100% of the time. Hell, maybe 50% of the time. So when you have expectations of somebody, right, then you are naturally going to be disappointed when they don't meet those expectations. So with the disappointment, he said, comes division. And if you think of the word DI, that means two. Now we have two visions. There's the vision that you hold. There's the vision that I hold of what should be happening in this, in this relationship. And so that is going to usually be the demise of it. So when we're talking about loving and wanting to be loved and I love him or I love her, what is it that we're really saying? Are we really saying that I love him or I love her because... 
they make me feel. They make me they they make me feel I feel this way when I'm around them. In the absence of that feeling though, can that love exist? Can you love somebody just because? Do you love your spouse, your significant other just because? Like if it can't be a just because love and it's based on a reason, then there's probably room for you to grow in a level of love that is not yet in you. Okay? I was telling God, God, listen, I can see bits and pieces of this love working through me. But for the most part, this is not the way that I love. This is not the way that I have been loving because it was not the way that I was taught to love and it was not the way that I learned to love. But I'm willing. I'm willing. Because again, it's by choice. I'm willing. This is a love that has to come from you through me. Because in and of myself, my love is going to have conditions. And I'm telling y'all, I, I just know I just know myself, even on my best day. So clearly, there must be a higher way or an invitation to come up higher to love in a different way if we are to see relationships that are going to be sustainable, if we are to see relationships that are going to last, if we're going to see relationships that can really demonstrate what it is that our relationships need to demonstrate when two people come together in purpose, but... I think the way that we are approaching this and the way that we've been taught to approach it is just, I don't want to call people wrong, but I don't agree. So I'm I'm going to go in this direction. And probably even just a month ago, I didn't agree with this, but because I'm willing, I'm willing to relinquish. I'm willing to surrender everything that I thought I knew about love. And I'm willing to start over from scratch. And I'm willing to say, God, teach me bring teachers. I'm willing to learn another way and a better way because what I have been doing has not produced what it is that I want to see in my life to the extent that I want to see it. So I'm willing to learn a different way. But when you are going to be stubborn and resistant and prideful and dig your heels in on this is how love is supposed to be, this is what it should look like, this is what my daddy said, we have all of this these things and these things, excuse me, that exist in our minds that are not necessarily working in our favor. Like, let me tell y'all something that I hear. I hear women say a lot. Women say, well, the next man that I date, he gonna have to love me way more than I love him because that's the only way that it's gonna work. Where did that come from? Where, where did that come from? Where is the comparison to say, he loves me more than I love him. Like, how can you actually, how are you measuring that? Like, do you, do you understand? Do you? So there are things that you, that I, that we believe about love right now that are not in service to us. And so rather than question those things, rather than being willing to relinquish those things, we want to deflect and we want to blame other people. And we want to think that our problems in love and that our problems in relationship are other people's fault when it's probably tied to how we're showing up in love in the first place. Marianne Williamson said in that book, she said, in Return to Love, she said, if anything is missing in your relationship, it's because you haven't given it yet. I was I had to put a note. I put notes in my books, even the the ebooks, the the on, on my my reader. I put like, whoo, this is powerful. Let me go back and look at that. She said, if there is anything missing in your relationship, it's because you haven't given it. Now, if there is something that you think is missing in your relationship right now, how can you fill in the gap? How can you do it? Because you know what the first argument is going to be? Well, what about this person? Why can't they do it? I'm not in it by myself. 
So we're again, we're going to look at what the other person is doing or not doing instead of taking an opportunity for ourselves to grow in love. You can never, ever, ever control what another person is doing. You can never control that I'm giving 100% and he's got to give 100% too. You cannot control what another person is doing. The only thing that you can do is choose to love or choose not. And that's based on a decision and not a feeling. You don't always feel like loving people. You don't always feel like loving. You don't always, quote unquote, feeling like being loving. Whether that's in your marriage, whether that's as parents, I don't care what relationship that you are showing up in. You're just not always feeling it, right? But feeling, we have to have a different data point. We have to have a different come from place than how it is that we feel because our feelings have been running the show and our feelings have been ruining everything. Do you realize the feelings that a woman has in a day? How we can go through the full spectrum of, I know I can go through the full scope of my emotions in, in a matter of minutes. I can start off calm, go, go from one extreme to the other and come back like it's just nothing, just the day in the life. Your feelings cannot be the best indicator of how you're going to show up in your relationships. It just absolutely can't be. At some point, there's a choice an invitation to greater maturity, greater emotional maturity. And just because we don't have it, it doesn't mean that we can't get it. It doesn't mean that we can't choose it. So a lot of the lessons and a lot of things that we think if people only did this or people only need to do, I'm sorry, if people only did this or people only did that, what do you need to do? How do you need to shift? How do you need to show up differently? How do you need to tend to your own issues, your own fears, your own insecurities, and most importantly, your own projections, things that you are projecting onto other people, things that you are making true about other people's actions and other people's thoughts that couldn't be further from the truth. Do you understand? So for me, I don't want to hear nothing that another quote-unquote love guru has to say, another relationship guru has to say. I'm going to go to my guy, God, and if it does not align with what I'm hearing from God and what I'm sensing in my spirit, like Dr. Miles Monroe and like Marianne Williamson did, I'm not with it. So all of the Steve Harveys and the Derek Jacksons and the Kevin Samuels and all of the people that everybody just flocks to and listens to because everybody wants to learn love and people that can pimp your pain and constantly have you searching yourself for what is wrong, a lot of it is still based on conditions. It is based on conditions and it's not working. It is not working for us. And then sometimes we think that you know, I'm good. I hear this from a lot of women as well. You know, I got my money together. My credit is good. My body is tight. My this is that. I'm good. You got the whole list of criteria that you got it together, right? And so sometimes women can think we just don't need to do any work. You might be good. That doesn't mean that you're good for him. You might be good. That doesn't mean that you're a good partner or a good wife or a good girlfriend, or a good side chick, whatever your role is, that doesn't mean that you are good for him. That does that does not mean that being a good woman is not enough. Do you realize how many good women there are in women there are in the world? That there are a lot of good men, but for some reason there is something that is stopping us from coming together in the way that works. So being a good woman is not good enough. So for me, I'm saying okay. I'm, I'm going to come up higher with this thing. Being a good woman, I like to think that I'm a, I'm a fairly good woman. But here's what I realize about myself. My best thinking, my best thinking has got me right here. 
and it's not where I want to be. My best thinking. So on my best day, this is where I am. So clearly, if it's not where I desire to be, there is information that I need that I don't yet have that I am going to search out and I'm going to seek out. But I'm going to seek it out from more of a spiritual nature and God's way instead of what it is that has this this circus of relationships that I see all across social media and all across of what it is that we call relationship goals. But here's the other thing that I that I found to be so, so powerful. And Dr. Miles Monroe said it. He said, your relationship will never be better than you. I'm, I'm going to repeat that. Y'all just put that in y'all notes for y'all note takers. Your relationship will never be better than you. So rather than you trying to get somebody to do something different, you want to control how somebody else is showing up. How can you change you? How can you get better? How can you grow? How can you evolve? How can you heal? How can you dig deep within yourself, right, to pull out something, demand something more from yourself than you're currently giving right now if you really want to see change in your relationship? And if you don't like your relationship at the moment, you change. What if we did that? What if we did that? What if we... What if we gave up our pride and surrendered our pride to say, I'm not willing to do this in service to the relationship? The relationship is not that important if you're not willing to make sacrifices and if you're not willing to make changes, right? And so I'm telling y'all, I just have a whole, a whole different, a whole different viewpoint from this when I understand because, because truthfully, when I love and I give and I love lavishly and I give lavishly, do you know that I, I really and truly am the absolute most fulfilled? It's only when the ego part of me that says, what about me? What about me? I'm doing this. You didn't do that. It's only when I allow my ego to run the show. And Lil Tish, y'all, y'all know, y'all, I talked about her last week. It's only when I allow that to, to come up and I start mulling over things that it pulls me right out of the space of love. And I'm just saying, no, I'm going to do it in this way. I'm going to do it in the higher way. Because what about me? I believe in the principle that you reap what you sow. I am going to reap what I sow. I don't always reap where I sow, but you can damn sure bet that I'm going to reap what I sow. And if I believe in that, and if I believe that, you know, I'm, I'm not going to sow love into the world without giving it, then what? why would I want to hold love back? Let's, let's, let's just think about that. Why do we want to hold love back? We're so afraid to love. We're so afraid to openly love. We're so afraid to tell people we love them, even if, if if our concepts of love may be a bit off. We're so afraid to show love. And sometimes we're afraid to receive love because of what it is that we've been taught. But you can unlearn. You can relearn. You can posture your heart and say, God, I'm willing to know, learn another way. You, you, you don't have to stay right here. But in a world that we live in that is so... In many, in many instances, so loveless. Guys, people are starved for love. People are starved for love. People have replaced their need for love through work, through sex, through social media, through drugs, through all reality TV, through all kinds of things. But there is a void in so many of us for real, genuine, unconditional love. And if you don't have a relationship with God that you can tap into that, but truthfully, God uses people. God uses people to show us unconditional love, to show us love that no matter what you do or don't do, my love is here from you. 
probably the closest that we got to that was was from our mothers. But in many instances, our mothers, you know, our parents learn conditional love. But all I'm saying is, how are you willing to change so that you can change your relationships? And of course, it's going to be maybe primarily your with your partner or with your spouse, but it can change the relationship with your children. It can change the relationship with your friends, your siblings, just like whoever, where you just show up and you just love just because. Like, there's nothing that you do or don't do that is going to change the fact that I love you. Like, my love is just here for you just because. Even even saying that and even just meditating on that as I have been, do you, do you know how uplifting and how much pressure that relieves that it's just like, I just choose to love just because. Now, let me, let me tell y'all something. I'm willing I'm not here. I'm not I'm not there yet. Remember we we can do this together, so we're on this journey together. But for those of you that are willing to revisit how it is that you love and how it is that you learn to love and whose expectations you're living by and all of those things, all of this stuff, let me tell you something. A lot of it is rooted in the ego, and your ego will will have you so far from love. Your spirit will have you drawing closer to love. Your ego is what will be putting up the fight and and having you with all of these hoops that people have to jump through to prove to you that they're worthy of your love. What what if what if we had to do that with God? Like what what if we had to jump through hoops? So the last thing y'all know I podcast and Godcast, the last thing that I'm going to tell you is this. In the Bible, I don't even remember where it is right now, but it's in there. God said about Jesus This is my beloved son in whom I'm well pleased. Whether you believe in this or not, I don't care, but you get the principle. This is my beloved son in whom I'm well pleased. Jesus hadn't worked a miracle. Jesus hadn't started his ministry. Jesus hadn't done anything. He was demonstrating his love for him just on the basis of son. This is my son and I love him just because. Not because he's done anything, because he didn't do anything yet. What if we showed up and it's just like, I love you just because? If we drop the conditions and we drop the reasons, but that also means that we will have to drop our egos. And I think sometimes we will probably be so scared because that might mean love might show up for real, right? That might mean love might show up in a real way. But as I say with so many other things, you don't have to, you get to. You don't have to do it this way, you get to. I'm just telling you for me, I feel like I'm being shifted in this direction and I'm being called in this direction. And so God has enough of a track record with me that I'm going to trust it and we'll we'll see what's on the other side. But 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 I know that more love is here because I'm going to show up and I'm going to give more love. I'm going to be intentional about giving more love. I'm going to be intentional about releasing conditions. I'm going to be intentional about releasing expectations. And I'm really excited about it. As I always say, thank you so much for sharing space. And I would just invite you to see what what can you do to put a little bit more love in the world today, even if it's starting with loving yourself, because it all starts with your relationship with you. And then it goes out into the world to affect other people. I love each and every one of you. Thank you so much for joining.